everyone, welcome back to Decaf Diaries. Um, this episode's definitely going to be up later than I wish it was and anticipate that it will be because it has been such um, a crazy couple of days. My mom arrived, uh, like I finished school, my mom arrived. Um, I've been spending time with her, a ton of time. She's been staying at my house. We've been finishing my apartment. Um, so we finally got the living room and like dining room area furnished. We finished up some things in my room. I had someone come to my house today and literally paint every single wall um, and fill in holes from like the old tenant um, and put my mirrors up and finish making my apartment beautiful. So I've been super busy with that. Um, just trying to get it all put together because it's been a little bit of time where I've just lived with my apartment having only my bed to sit on and like you know like sleeping with a blanket because I was purposefully waiting for my mom to arrive um and I knew it would all just be so much easier with her and I was right so I'm glad I did and I'm even gladder that I'm done now I think we have everything um I decided to get a desk instead of like a tv sort of storage situation um and good good decision 100% that was good call on my mom's part um it was hard figuring out some of the um furniture because it is a small space like my full apartment's like 30 something square meters um which is pretty small but it's divided super well and my room feels pretty large my bathroom feels very large in comparison to the other apartment I was living in Um, The kitchen's open and so beautiful that it's like such a pleasure to cook there. Um, But in general, the space left over isn't super big. So we got this really cute small couch um, from Ikea that I I think it's really cute. It just is kind of small. So it came in and my mom was like, oh, like, I feel like it's a little too small. But I think it looks great in the space. Um, And we got this little dining room table which I believe the old tenant had like a tall um sort of like rectangular table with little uh, like stools like tall bar sort of energy situation but I did something completely different um I got a square table I originally wanted a circular one Um, But I couldn't find one that was small enough and like everything I found just took up too much space. So I settled for a small um, square, just normal white table with two chairs. And then my desk chair is like matches my dining room chairs. Um, So if someone else comes, I can just add it. And I think that's like, I don't know, it's kind of a simple thing to do, but I thought it was clever at the time. Um, but yeah, it's just so nice to see everything done. Um, and when my mirror went up, the guy who was painting the walls saw me like struggling to move it around and he was like, how are you getting that on the wall? And he just brought some random silicone and like stuck it up there. And then he drilled holes in my closet doors because apparently like I needed a drill. So I had just been opening it from the bottom, which was so annoying. Um, But yeah, and I think now I'm just missing to get a little tiny nightstand um, for one of the sides of my bed because on one side it's like the big matching nightstand and it like the same one doesn't fit on the other side. 
So I think I'm just getting a little skinny, like, black nightstand. I actually have to remember to order that. Um, and I want to put some pictures up. I need, like, picture frames. I have a really beautiful, um, like, drawing of me that I got in Paris. My boyfriend got it for me, actually, um, in the little, like, painter's plaza. I was really excited, and it was really sweet of him. And it's so beautiful, so I want to frame it and put it up, even though it's, like, a little... I don't know, I feel like it might come off a little self-centered to walk into my apartment and see a big drawing of me, but it is what it is, it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I need those things, I might need um, the table, I think that's all, hopefully that's all. I'm too tired to like continue giving the apartment stuff more thought. There literally wasn't a singular plate or fork or knife in here and I've like furnished the whole thing and started during finals which also I just I'm kind of ranting right now so please bear with me but I just got a grade back like I think it's my second to last grade that I will be getting for finals um and I was doing so well like I was getting really really amazing grades that I was proud of and this class I thought was going to be fine like my grade in the class was like a 90 which is like for college is really solid at least for this school, is really solid. Um, and my final was horrific, like horrific. And I passed the class barely, um, which is sad because I had a 90 before, so I thought I'd be in the clear. And it was the last final I took, which makes it that much more upsetting. But I think I'm going to speak to the teacher. Um, he set up like a day that we can consult him on grades so I might try to argue fight my way up but I don't know how much higher I'd need it to go to actually help me so we'll see but that was a little upsetting um in better news I dyed my hair which I haven't in so long so I used to dye my hair kind of every time I went home from boarding school which is actually the topic of today's episode so introducing that early but I used to get like little golden baby lights in my hair um, since I started going to boarding school all throughout the three years, but like not super often, just when I went home. So it was more or less every like six months um, and it was perfect. Like I don't, it they look super natural um, and I just liked, it, liked my hair a little bit lighter. I thought it made me look less pale and like my under eyes, I don't know. I just thought it looked better. Um, but it was always the same person in Colombia. So when I got to Spain a year ago, I never got my hair done. I also chopped it significantly. And so my hair was growing out. And so like half of my hair now, um, was dark, like my natural darkish brown hair color. And then from like my ears to right above my shoulders, which is where my hair ends, it was highlighted and I just didn't like it. I thought it looked ugly, and I was tired of it being dark. So taking advantage of the fact that my mom was here, I found a hair salon that wasn't ridiculously expensive, and I got um, my baby lights done again, um, and the lady was great. She literally, in one minute, like figured out exactly what I wanted, and she was like, okay, I'll just match the base of your hair. I won't try to do a whole new crazy thing. Um, so yeah, and it was quick, easy, so much cheaper, like for context, all places I had called and asked were saying like 200 to get like my roots ish area done. 
um, because again, it wasn't my whole head. And this place, I believe I got it for 49 which is a fourth of the price of most other places. So I was very happy. I'm very happy now. My mom also brought me her like Revlon hair dryer thing. Um, it's like the copy of the Dyson, I guess, but isn't like with attachments, if you know what I'm talking about. And so she never uses it. So she brought it for me and I've been using that to do my hair now. And I'm just like, I feel so much more put together when my hair is looking nice so it feels like refreshing and so good so i'm kind of having a new apartment new hair a little summer era um however i am a little lonely my mom is currently on a trip with friends like in spain on the outside of madrid and my boyfriend is in la because we planned for him to like leave while my mom was here i just thought it would make sense but it ended up with me just spending like a couple days by myself in town when I wasn't expecting to um which I guess like it's nice kind of but most of my college friends are gone the friends that I was hoping would come for the summer are coming but like later so not really anything for me to do except podcast read watch shows I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls um and I might go to the movies tomorrow to watch Little Mermaid um, at like the middle of the day just because I can and who's gonna stop me and it's by myself and I'm gonna go to a theater where they have like icy slushy things that they call it something different here like frozen Fanta or whatever but they're so yummy um, but I was talking to one of my friends and he told me that he thought the movie was terrible so now I'm stressed I hope it doesn't um, I don't know I think he thought it was too like hippie like you know good vibes light-hearted sort of thing but we'll see I think even if it is I'll enjoy the music and the I don't know I just have hype around it but there's three movies I want to watch right now the little mermaid live action the new spider-man spider-verse thing and then the guardians of the galaxy 3 which I've heard is really good also so who knows I might I was actually considering just watching all three tomorrow but I feel like that might be like visually mentally and everything exhausting especially since I cried every single movie but we'll see we'll see what I can get done um but yeah I guess we should probably start getting into what this episode is actually about which is boarding school So I have been mentioning boarding school kind of lightly throughout my other episodes. And so I thought it would just be um, good for me to make a whole episode about it. It has played a huge role in my life uh, and development until now. And I graduated just a year ago. So May 2022. Um, And I find myself comparing my life now in college in Europe to it all the time and it's kind of like the chunk of life that I remember the most at least looking back now so yeah I thought it'd be interesting to talk about fun for me to talk about and revisit and maybe interesting for someone else to hear about and learn a little bit about boarding school especially if they're interested in going um So yeah, so for some background, I went to Deerfield Academy. So that is a school in the U.S. in Deerfield, Massachusetts. Um, It's, 
I guess closest to Boston, like an hour and a half away, and like three and a half hours from New York, I want to say. So it's western Massachusetts, kind of middle of nowhere. Um, The biggest city nearby is probably Springfield. Um, And like there's literally farms around the school. The school's this really tiny town where most of the houses are dorms that students live in are houses where faculty members live in and like teachers um there's a singular little hotel uh i think well the hotel has one restaurant and there's one like gas station but that's essentially all there is in Deerfield Massachusetts and there's towns right nearby that are like Northampton Greenfield South Deerfield which have a little more action and things to them um but it like, unless you had a day student, so, like, a kid who wasn't a boarder who went to the school who could drive you, it was kind of difficult to leave Deerfield. So, yeah, I lived in this very confined environment um, for three years because I started going for my sophomore year and I graduated as a senior. Um, I also went during COVID, which was a super interesting experience. Um, and it was definitely better than any of the other COVID experiences I've heard of, like, friends of mine who went to public or private or regular school in the U.S. or Columbia during that time, because since it was such a small, isolated community, um, it was super easy to handle. So we'd have, like, my junior year was, um, the first time we came back to school with COVID happening, and we were quarantined in our rooms for, like, a week and a half and then they tested us super frequently um the school has a lot of money and was able to test us i believe it was like once a week every single student um there's like 600 something 630 ish students uh and also test faculty so that was great we essentially had like a normal life for most of the time compared to other people who were going through COVID at the same time. So yeah, so Deerfield works um, from 9th to 12th grade, um, but it also has postgraduates. Um, that's what my boyfriend was actually. And so it's mostly athletes who graduate from another school and want to do an extra year of high school before going to college. It like can help academically with recruitment. I don't know, all those sorts of things. Um, and so they come to Deerfield for an extra year and it's like the smallest group of students that are there. It's like 20 something at Deerfield at most every year. Um, so yeah, Deerfield is very expensive compared to normal private school, obviously due to the fact that it's boarding. It's like 60 something thousand a year. Um, but they have pretty good financial aid. So yeah. Um, Deerfield's also part of the eight schools association, so I feel like if you've heard of boarding school in the U.S., you've probably heard of some of these other schools, so it's Exeter, Andover, Choate, which is Deerfield's rival rival school, St. Paul's, Hotchkiss, Lawrenceville, um, and Northfield, Mount Hartman, I believe, um, so yeah, there's, like, famous-ish people who've gone to some of these schools, and so their names are out there, and Exeter, and Andover are the ones that I found find usually are the most famous ones. I like believe they're the most 
if not the best, then the most, like, academically rigorous, or that's how they're sort of known. Um, I considered going there, but I, Deerfield was my first choice since the beginning. I loved the campus. I loved how small and cozy it felt, um, and I loved the program and everything. So, like, it was, Deerfield was my first choice from the beginning. It's the first boarding school I got into, like, school I heard back from, and it was just such a no-brainer. That's where I wanted to go. Um, and yeah, it's a super old school also. It was founded in, I believe it's 1797, so it's older than most schools in the U.S. by far. Um, and so, yeah, so the reason I chose to go to boarding school, this is like the thing that I've been asked by family, friends, um, people I've met so much for the past three years, and it's kind of, it sounds silly, Harry Potter is where the whole thing started, they went to boarding school, obviously Hogwarts, and I thought that was cool, and as I grew up, I figured out that, like, boarding school is actually a real thing in the U.S., and it was, like, a possibility, um, and I used to go to an American school in Bogota that was K through 12, so I had been with the same class of people my whole life up to ninth grade, um, so freshman year of high school, and I was ready for, like, a new environment and something, um, different, and I wanted challenges, and it also just seemed like such a good opportunity with so many programs, and it was, like, such a rich, um, school, well, I guess economically, but also in terms of, uh, like, the possibilities of things you could join, participate in, um, things you could just do, like, the dance program, was not the best out of all the schools. I believe St. Paul's has like an amazing ballet program, but it was small and welcoming in the sense that I wanted and needed it too. Um, and it was great for me. Like I participated in the dance program all through my three years. I was a dancer. I choreographed some dances myself too. I took classes and it was great. Um, so yeah, that's essentially why I went. Um, adjusting to it once I got there was not as difficult as I think most people assume it would be. Um, also, this is a, probably important to note. Deerfield has single rooms for all students after freshman year. So freshmen have a roommate, or I guess like there's a couple speci- specific cases where there's three people sharing a room, but it's usually um, two per room. And since I got there as a sophomore, I only had the experience of living alone and so I know this is definitely different from your typical boarding school experience and might make what I'm saying drastically different from other people but it wasn't that difficult I think probably the first day or two like the first 48 hours I remember I had to go to an international student introduction thing and I was like what the fuck am I doing here like this is terrifying I have no clue like I don't know anyone this is so scary and overwhelming but the second um I made a friend or like something clicked and I felt like a level of welcomeness everything just came together so quickly and since you're in this really close environment with people like it's easy to make close relationships and feel um, at home and welcome. So I did not find adjusting to Deerfield hard almost at all, like in the grand scheme of things. Like, yes, the first couple days were hard, but then moving on super, super, super easy. 
Um, some of my most memorable moments, by the way, I kind of wrote like notes down to remember what um, I wanted to touch on. So some memorable moments from my time at Deerfield. Um, there's so many, like genuinely so many things that I can think of that I, I just like picture myself being so happy doing little things. Um, but the biggest highlights are probably kind of thinking backwards prom was really fun. Um, the day was beautiful. It rained, but like the sky looks so pretty and I just felt so close with, um, my whole grade and just the whole school because everyone comes out to take pictures. It was really sweet. It felt like a really nice full circle moment from when I had gone in there. Um, proctoring, which was essentially I proctored, um, or I guess I was a proctor on a hall of sophomore girls as a senior. Um, so you apply for it and they pick a couple kids. And so you get to live with these younger students and kind of help out a little. Um, and that was really hard at some points um, during senior year, just like because you're so busy and there's so many things you have to do while you're applying to college and like trying to figure out life after boarding school um, while trying to help like 15 girls. Um, but it was really, it was really fun. Like I really, really enjoyed getting to know all of them and feel like even if I had a tiny impact on their life, like I, um, could do good things for others and kind of like help other people have a positive experience at the school that I was and had had such a good experience at myself. So that was really nice. Um, I have to say all the dance performances I did were, of course, stressful and, like, rehearsing. We'd rehearse Sundays, sometimes, like, seven or eight hours, um, and that was so overwhelming and exhausting, but dance performances were so happy and satisfying, and I just remember, like, never wanting them to end, um, Especially when I was in pieces that my friends choreographed or that I choreographed, it like added another level of satisfaction and excitement to every time we stepped on stage. Um, the stage was beautiful. It felt so professional almost because we got to make lighting cues and we had like a whole costume thing that we got to pick. So Karen was essentially a one woman costume department. And so she uh, like made all of our ideas come to life. And it was just, it was so cool to see the whole school show up for all these performances. And so we do um, a fall family weekend performance for when the parents come uh, like in the fall. And it's essentially that weekend, but it's open to parents and students. Um, I believe we did Nutcracker every year I was there in December. Then we also had, um, like, I think in the middle of, uh, like, February usually, it's a student choreography showcase. So for the other showcases, it's, like, um, the dance teachers are the ones who choreograph or guest choreographers. And then this one is only students, which is so much fun to audition for and rehearse and like see the talent of all the other people in the dance program and then there's always a last um like spring dance concert that was usually half and half student choreography and professional choreography and then there's of course the senior um showcase that is like where the seniors perform the day before graduation I want to say um and it's always so sad but so like sweet to see all the seniors perform and it was really fun to perform in too. Um, 
I really enjoyed my junior spring actually my because of the way this schedule played out because of covid we were having two classes per semester and we just had like a lot of hours of them but my spring i had i think it was like math and dance and since we were doing the dance showcase our dance teacher let us um have the time off so i was essentially out and done with school after lunchtime until like 5 6 p.m Um, so I'd go with all the dance friends and we would just tan in the lower field. So like in the lacrosse and football fields, um, right next to the river that Deerfield has. And it was the best time. Like I remember having so much fun, um, and just like hanging out with friends. It was amazing. And I also, something so memorable for me is the theater shows that I went to. Deerfield had, well, also I was really good friends with a lot of theater people. So I think that added to my excitement of going to see um, the shows because I could see all of my friends acting in them. But they were just like such good productions every time. It was so nice. And I remember my junior year because of COVID, they had to do something different. So it was like an outside sort of um, like musical, but it was like songs from all over the place. So there was like high school musical, Rapunzel, um, you know, like... I don't know. It was just so beautiful, so fun, and I I remember that super fondly. Um, but moving on, I think boarding school and Deerfield really shaped me as a person, and I think that's why I end up coming back to analyzing my life in comparison to it all the time. Because, well, first of all, the obvious one, it made me so much more independent, like moving from Colombia to another continent by myself at 15 um, and traveling back and forth all the time, kind of like being responsible for myself added a huge um, responsibility to me, which I think that's when um, the like conversation always comes up of if boarding school is good for everyone. And I don't think it is. I think it's really well suited for some specific kids and just is terrible for some others um but I think in my my case it was great like I was ready for that independence um and I really enjoyed having it and like I think I used it well I'd like to think so at least um so yeah that's the first thing for sure uh I also learned so much about like leadership like I got the chance to really see people who I looked up to um, up close and for a long and extended period of time and really like analyze the impact they had on others and how they were leaders and I think even if it was unconscious that really shaped me and I think it like gave me some leadership skills that being a formerly super shy kid really helped my growth and like development in all sorts of ways that also um, like connecting to that, I think boarding school grew my confidence. Um, and I'm still working on like figuring out how that is, but I feel like such a more, such, so much more of a confident person now than I did going into boarding school. And of course, I think that has to do, um, at least a little bit with like the fact that I'm older and I know myself more. Um, but I think like having that space to find, my people and what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. Uh, and I don't know, like it, 
it's just such a fostering environment that pushes you to grow um, and allows you to grow so much that you really see how much potential you have. And I think that helped me immensely in improving confidence. Um, I also think I got a wider perspective of the world, which was fun. Like compared to now, I said this in my other episode about um, my first year of law school, but it like the international community at Deerfield wasn't as big as I think I thought at the time. A lot of people were dual citizens with the U.S. So that like sort of limits how international people can be um, in comparison to the university that I go to now where practically everyone is from outside of Spain um, and like the minority here are the actual Spanish students. So it's like true international perspective but still it gave me a perspective of the U.S. which I think was great for me coming from another country and kind of being able to learn and compare and contrast how um, it is different to live in a I guess like developed nation (laughs) in comparison to Colombia. Deerfield also definitely built my drive. I think I've always been a very um, internally driven person, which like I'm proud of myself for and I always have been. Um, But I think that like exploded at Deerfield, if that makes sense. Like I, and I think this goes into what I was saying with confidence. I think I saw that um, my ceiling was much higher than I had ever believed it would be. And I started like having so much faith in myself that it drove me internally to want to work harder. And I really like did so much more and was like, I did so many amazing things that I would have never thought of doing or that I could have done the first year and the first day I stepped foot on the Deerfield campus. So that was super fun to see. And also just like in general terms, in dance, I grew immensely. Like I took more styles of dance, having only had a ballet background. I got to choreograph. I got to be in a bunch of new dances, which was so fun. Um, in academics, well, it's like super rigorous. There's amazing teachers. There's so many classes that you can take, um, and you can really delve into all your interests. And involvement, like I think that's one of the things that helped with. All the things I mentioned, my independence, leadership, confidence, perspective, drive, um, because I was able to be a proctor, as I said earlier, I was um, like a co-president of the International Student Alliance, so I got to make events and kind of think from that perspective. I also was on the disciplinary committee so it was like kind of interesting to see how that whole disciplinary system works in these sorts of schools Um, and it was stressful at times but it was like it was interesting I don't want to say it's fun because like some terrible things happened and some people did get kicked out so it was never fun to do that sort of thing but it was interesting to see how like schools have to handle these sorts of things pragmatically and how like they valued or considered student input. I found that really interesting. Um, And also I did peer tutoring. I was one of the heads for peer tutoring. Um, So I had like a group that I sort of managed and it was really fun. Not a lot of people showed up, but it was like a good experience. And I've now um, tutored independently myself while being in college so I think it gave me some background and experience and like ground and footing so I think that was a little 
that was a really great experience overall. Um, now some challenges and obstacles from school. Um, so for sure, the biggest issues at Deerfield, I would say, are that people are so overcommitted and burnt out all the time because there's so many things to do. I guess so many things that you can do and so many things that you end up doing. So everyone is overcommitted and there is competition amongst the students, but also amongst like with themselves, I think more so than from one student to another, because there's so many smart and talented people there that I well, at least it was the case for me. I didn't think like, oh, I want to get better grades than this person or do this better than this other person. But I think if this person is so amazing at this specific thing that they do and they can also be so amazing in school and they can be so kind and so nice and so involved, like, why can't I? So I'd drive myself to do that. But that led to me being um, like overcommitted horrifically and having to be in so many places at once and I'd literally go to bed at like 2 a.m wake up at 7 and then I'd have a full day of classes then I'd have ballet then I'd have meetings and I'd have sit down dinner um and like then I'd have to be back in the dorm for proctoring if I was on duty then I had study hall it was like it was really stressful and I remember that being hard on me mentally and physically being tired, I would get hurt in ballet more easily. But like the winter hits people hard. I think I have like seasonal depression to some degree. Um, because obviously when the sun's not coming out and it's cold, especially coming from Colombia, even though I'm not like on the coast and it's not sunny all the time, I had never lived in a winter for such an extended period of time. So it was difficult especially when days felt so long and it was just dark for such a long period of time. Um, But in terms of overcoming that, I think friends played such a huge role, like feeling like you have this whole community behind you um, and beside you and everyone really is going through the same thing. That's such a cheesy phrase, but everyone goes through the same issue of feeling so burnt out and like sometimes they're not enough and like they can't be enough and they want to do better but are kind of stuck and so friends were always the best thing for me being able to talk to people um about my feelings and see that they were in the same place and on the same boat made me feel like okay so it's not just me everyone is feeling like they're not doing enough which means that we're all doing the best we can and that is good that's okay that's the best we can do and that is totally fine um but also I will say the school tries to help um a lot they have a lot of resources there's the health center which like there's nurses but there's also um people you can talk to like therapists all the time there's peer counselors which I loved like some of my best friends were peer counselors and I found it so helpful to talk to them. They're uh, also counselors, but just like your peers. And so they're chosen and trained to be able to help students. And of course, if it's something super serious, then they would refer you to an adult who can handle the situation. But for situations of um, stress and like being overwhelmed, they're a great 
resources to communicate to and also boarding school there's always something going on like every weekend there's games tournaments um fun events clubs dances happening that help you get out of your head for little periods of time and relax and like enjoy the really fun parts of the school so yeah those are probably the biggest challenges that i faced while i was there um now like objectively some pros and cons of going to boarding school so independence I think can be a double-edged sword so again what I was saying it was great for me but it I also saw how it could go really badly for some kids who um, weren't ready or just didn't know how to handle that level of independence and like were used to having their their parents kind of tell them to do work and tell them to do this and be on their case all the time telling them what to do so they kind of just went crazy and didn't do well mentally academically um like socially in so many areas that can go wrong so that can definitely be a pro or a con um a big advantage though is the focus on academics and like passions because you really are in a community where everyone is focused on academics from like 8.30 to 3 in the afternoon. And then from 4 to 6, everyone's doing a sport and art um, or like some sort of extracurricular because you're all required to do something. Um, so yeah, it really allows you to pursue your passions while doing something else. Also, like Wednesdays are always half days because there's sports that have away games. So we end the day at like noon um, and all the sports people get on buses and go to games. So it's a school with really good balance between school and passions and also just opportunities is the other really big advantage um having great speakers come to the school having great programs having great um counselors uh, yeah just like really good access to top tier education and everything you could want from a school essentially um some disadvantages i guess this also kind of can be double-edged sword but it's there's so many smart and talented people who go to these schools that you can end up feeling really small and like you are not enough but also it can help like pull you further up if that makes sense um like challenge you in a positive way and if you're not internally driven, then it creates an external drive and like some hopefully healthy competition to improve. So I guess that can be both. Um, But also mental health, that can be a big disadvantage. And that's what I saw get most of my friends. Um, Long winters, as I said, just the competition getting to them, having too many things to do, stress, independence, all those things contribute to um, like issues with mental health that I saw many, many, many people at school deal with super often. So yeah, um, in terms of how I was able to kind of stay connected to my family and my friends from school while being so far away for such a long time, um, mostly I, well, I went home every single holiday. 
um, or every other holiday of not every single one. Like, for example, for Thanksgiving, I spent them with one of my best friends, Allie, in her ranch in Texas with her family, which also is probably one of my most memorable um, moments. It was so much fun every year. But aside from that, I'd always be home. So I had like a long period of time to catch up with my parents and spend time with them. I called them very often. Um, although it was, it was difficult when my grandma died, I had just gotten back to school for junior year. Um, and it was, we were all quarantined during covid Um, It was right before we got, like, released and the whole testing thing started, and it was really difficult. Uh, It was just so hard for me to go back that we decided it would just be um, best for me to stay because, like, the funeral was the next day. There was no time to fly me anywhere, flights, and then I'd have to come back, do the whole quarantine thing again. Um, And I, like, had things that I had to do at school. I don't remember right now, but I think maybe it was a dance showcase, which is obviously not more important than family. But um, I just, like, with my parents, we agreed it would be too stressful to ship me over to Columbia for, like, two days and then ship me back and have to do the whole quarantine thing again. So that was really difficult being away. Um, And I will say, I think my biggest regret from boarding school is not staying more connected to my home friends. Like, I made some great friendships at Deerfield, um, but I think I didn't take care of my friendships from back home as much, um, and I should have stayed more connected and preserved some of those relationships that I really valued. Um, And I didn't do that, and I'm now trying to work on that and... um, like build those friendships again but it's hard it's like it's been a while so that is definitely my biggest regret um going back to Deerfield some unique traditions of the school that like of course I know the Deerfield ones but I'm well aware that most boarding schools kind of feel like cults um to people who don't go to them so these are just some of the funny things that Deerfield did and has done for years that I found to be um, cultish, but also really fun when you're doing them. So the biggest one that shocked me the most was the day before, or the night before we graduated, rather. Um, We did senior cry. So all the seniors gather in a room. For some reason, my class had the deans present, which wasn't a thing in the past, but seniors gather, there's a mic, and people go up and say whatever they want to say to the rest of their class right before they graduate so a lot of people go up and thank their friends talk about special memories but we of course have the people who go up and stir the pot and make some drama and it was hilarious like it was all over the place um we had people going up and like crying saying they're gonna miss their friends thanking people uh while some others were going up and straight up like calling people out hardcore and it was hilarious and there's always a twitter um, made by someone and being run by someone in the meeting because of course the other kids at the school want to know what's going on but they can't be there and so the twitter kind of has um like live updates on what each person's saying so it's really 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 fun um to experience and kind of funny and wholesome and all over the place but it's strange for sure. Also, there's a senior table in the Greer, which is the Deerfield like food 
cafeteria like snack bar sort of thing um and so it's like on this platform and essentially only seniors can go up on the platform and sit on the table but you can invite uh non-seniors to come up with you uh it's the same deal with the very front of the building this is funny because most people who come to visit the school don't know and stand there and get yelled at or like side-eyed um, so it's called Senior Grass. It's where they used to put up the graduation tent so they wanted the grass to look good. And so only seniors are allowed to cut through and like step on that grass. Um, and again, if you're, I think the rule for that is if you're holding or like touching a senior, you are able to cross, um, not just with permission, but it's really funny. And like it, it's not a huge piece of grass, but I will say when you're running late to class, it really feels different to run through the grass than to have to go all the way around it. Um, but yeah, what else? Well, Deerfield is one of the more like traditional-ish boarding schools, I have to say, or at least that's what other people would say. So while some other schools don't have any sort of dress code, Deerfield makes students wear a suit. Um, well, okay, so boys have to wear a blazer, a button-up, and a tie, or I guess they can wear a bow tie also, and, like, nice pants and nice shoes, um, all the time, except in the winter, you can switch out for a winter jacket when it gets really cold. I think it's usually after Thanksgiving break up to spring break, um, and girls can wear whatever they want, but they have to wear a blazer on. So it kind of makes for this more formal um, environment. And I thought it was cute. It was fun. It made my outfits easier. I had a uniform until ninth grade when I was at my old school. So this was more than enough like fashion freedom uh, than before. So it was great. Um, but so Deerfield also in that sort of vein has sit-down meals. So our cafeteria is essentially filled with round tables that seat, I believe it's like eight people. And so students get randomly assigned two tables. Each table has one faculty member who sits there. And so you can have lunch and dinner sit-down meals where you go and there's like sit-down rotation. So the tables change. And for each table, there will be a first and a second waiter assigned. So first waiters are in charge of going and setting up the table before the meal. So for dinners, you have to put, um, I'm forgetting the word right now but like the cover on the table, <laughs> the tablecloth, there we go. And they have to bring all the plates, all the glasses, all the silverware, uh, napkins, and then they have to get in the line for the food. So it's funny when it's like freshmen and they're really far back in the line and the table has to wait for a really long time to get the food, you can start to see the students getting annoyed at the poor first waiters. Um, but it's a formative experience. And then second waiters, are the ones who eat in a rush, get up really fast, and they have to take all the food back, all the plates back, get dessert, and essentially like clean up the table at the end of meals. Um, so yeah, it's I found it really fun. Sometimes it can be stressful if you don't know anyone at your table, but faculty members usually make a really big effort to get to know everyone, um, and it allows you to make new friends and like meet new people at the school. So everyone honestly ends up knowing each other pretty well um and even if you don't know every single person there like you're fairly familiar with most people 
at the school, which makes for a nice environment. Like when you're walking to class, there are so many familiar faces and most people say hello, which I thought was really sweet and was like really welcoming, especially at the beginning. Um, Deerfield also, so at the end of sit down dinners on Sundays, all the students get up and kind of like line up and hug ish, like, you know, like hold each other's backs. towards the piano because there's a huge piano in the dining hall and we sing the even song so it's this whole like Deerfield anthem song sort of thing and there's a part of it that's just seniors sing so it's like really cute and emotional and we sing it at graduation for the last time and it's sweet but of course it's also cultish like it's a bunch of kids singing a long song on a sunday night and like the teachers just watching by and the piano but i i always thought it was sweet um we also have like weird things with our rival school so cho is a rival school it's a bigger school it's closer to new york city um, and so there's a week where we compete and we end up having Chote Day on Saturday. And so like one or the other school wins depending on how many points each sport gets. And we usually do, um, fall sports. And so like it ends in a big football game and whoever wins like storms, the whole school storms the football field. <laughs> and it switches from being in Deerfield or at Chote every single year but I only got to experience it at Deerfield because of COVID because we didn't have it my junior year I believe um so it's really fun there's some really funny things that happen like people can get battle cried the whole week which uh someone will go up to them and yell um their name so say for me Antonia Antonia don't be shy do the Deerfield battle cry and the person has to get up on a high surface and um yo v-i-c-t-o-r-y that's the deerfield battle cry and everyone will either cheer or boo depending on if you were like loud and have energy or not so some people run scared because their friends like threaten to battle call them all week um there's also a pig roast that happens so we eat pig because choat's mascot is a boar um we also, to start off the week, the cheerleaders, who are not your typical cheerleaders, it's kind of like they wear these really nice sweaters, and it's it's not your typical high school cheerleader situation. Um, they will wear, like, these black robes and walk into the dining hall. Like, they turn off all the lights and walk into the dining hall with candles and holding up a big pig, and they, like, I don't know, it's kind of creepy. That's the cultiest part of the whole thing, I think. Um, but it's really fun. I, I find it really fun. We also, oh, this also should be one of my most memorable moments. I should have mentioned it then, but we have something called gotcha. So it's this school-wide game where everyone gets an email in the spring term, um, assigning them a person. So your job is essentially to find that person in the email and whisper gotcha in their ear without anyone else hearing it. Um, and if you do so, you get them out of the game and they have to tell you who they had to get. And so you continue going on and on. Um, it's really fun. It's this, like the school, the whole school participates. And so everyone's like walking in pairs. So no one can whisper in my ear without the other person listening. Everyone tries to figure out who, um, got their name to like try to be safe. 
Uh, and I we didn't get to do it sophomore year because we weren't there for spring term because of COVID. And then junior year, I believe we didn't do it either because of COVID. But senior year, we did. And I did really well. I think I got to the top. Like, I was in the last, like, five or something. And then a friend's boyfriend got me out. Oh, Mark, Ruthie, I'm still upset at this. Um, we got out of dance and Ruthie told her boyfriend that I was sitting on the couch. And so he came and got me. And I had been winning because I made my boyfriend pick me up from my dorm every single day. Like, literally at the door and walk me to the cafeteria and then walk me to class and he'd pick me up. So it was, like, he saved me so many times. Um, but that was fun. That was really, really fun. I miss doing that for sure. But yeah, um, going off of that, I think living in such a close-knit community was amazing, like without a doubt amazing, but has now affected me greatly because I think it almost set the bar too high. Um, and this is in the sense of like what I was saying, that making friends was almost too easy because the school was putting so many groups of people right in front of you um, and like making opportunities for you to meet each other which was amazing but now like having to go out of my way to really make a friend um, and not being able to live close to them and I don't know it just it feels so much complicated now and it feels like I can't build the same super super close relationships and bonds that I had with other people. Um, as with teachers, there are some great faculty members at Deerfield, and since they live there and you see them for most of your meals, um, you become super close. So there are some teachers that I would go to their um, like extra help hours that they would literally hold at their personal homes, like in their living rooms with their families, and I'd just show up and we would talk and like talk about class and life. Uh, the teachers also work as coaches for most sports, so some deans are coaches for sports, some. This wasn't the case for dance teachers, I will say, but for example, like the basketball coaches that um, Dimitri had, uh, I the main coach at the time was my history teacher in sophomore year, so yeah, they're super involved in relationships, and that is not at all how college works. Like I feel like now teachers barely do the work to remember your name, you know? So it, I think it set the bar almost too high, but it really made Deerfield feel so homey. And like, I had so many great people to trust and that I had good bonds with. So it was, it was wonderful at the time. And I think it's part of what made Deerfield and what probably makes any boarding school so, so special. Um, so yeah, that is most of my experience. This is the longest podcast episode I have made so far. Um, but I thought I'd end it off with a little bit of advice to anyone considering going to boarding school, sort of like what things to consider. Um, if you do want to apply and go to a school like Deerfield. So first off, do it like a hundred percent apply it will open so many doors if you're able to go um so off the bat if you're considering going to boarding school just like let me reinforce that as being a positive thing um but do proceed with caution and 
keep in mind what I said of how boarding school isn't the right fit for every single kind of kid. However, if you are wanting to apply, like, and this is coming from a place of like self-motivation as it was for me where you think you'll challenge you where you think you will grow immensely from the experience then I think you're well suited for boarding school I think you have the independence and the like sort of like structure to want to do it and you'll also get there with the right mentality um but of course there I saw kids whose parents had more influence in them going to boarding school than they like their personal will did and that is definitely not a good situation to be in so consider that um but yeah overall Deerfield I think in the future when I look back will continue to be the three years that shaped me the most in all my life because it was just such a like immersive great wonderful experience um so yeah anyone who wants to go to boarding school do it it's so wonderful Deerfield especially like will always hold such a great spot in my heart of course it is not perfect by any means I probably should have said this at the beginning Deerfield and no boarding school it's perfect there's so many like controversies and terrible things that happen at these places and I can go into them too if anyone's interested um later on but if you're considering it give it a shot it's it was so great for me and I know so many people it was great for so maybe it can be great for you too so yeah and with that thank you so much for listening well first to my rant and then to the whole episode about boarding school i hope it was interesting or you learned something or you just enjoyed hearing me talk um so yeah you can find the podcast on instagram at decaf diaries podcast um you can find me also at a ferrero one um Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week. Bye.